You know, no one ever is going to say it's easy to raise kids, all right? And not everyone finds a good platform to talk about raising their kids. But on this show, we got it, all right? Welcome to another episode of Parents Just Won't Shut Up. And it's a thing where we talk about um, what it's like to have kids and do great things with them. Because all kids are great. I mean, they can be assholes, but they're great. We can be pissed off at them, but they're still great. And it's our job to relay that message. So again, welcome to another episode of Parents Just Won't Shut Up. Now shut up and listen to this episode. Have a good day. I am 66. 66. And how many kids do you have? Four. Four kids. How many times have you been married? Uh, three plus. Okay. All right. Well, this is going to be the funnest episode I've done so far because I have the most radio-ready, friendly voice. <laughs> and uh, he's a boomer. And he's yes, the I whole am. reason why I am even doing this in the first place. Because he gave me a shot on a radio station that he was doing in san marcus and uh he believed in us we had a really silly show i've taken it to a podcast now and i've taken another show to the podcast hence parents just won't shut up and uh turns out the guy that gave us a shot on his radio show in san marcus happens to be a parent with i'm sure a wonderful great well story. it kind of it kind of made being being a parent kind of made running a radio station kind of it was a it was a lot of similarities. Very second nature to you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's actually, and we did my, my uh, third wife and I have done daycare for lots of years, so yeah. it was like doing daycare in some respects. Well, there you go. But I also describe it as like herding cats. Yeah. Oh no, I I totally <laughs> agree with you. As as person that was probably not very easily herded. I well, was, no, but you guys, but you guys had had an interesting, fun message. We did, and and you already had experience, you know, with audio stuff, and mm-hmm. just a little bit. But yeah, I was, I was, I was dabbling at the time. And your partner was had, you know, picked yeah. it up quite rapidly. Yeah. And I mean, you guys were fun to listen to. Yeah, and that was Wednesday Night Love Lines, and it's still a podcast. And if you want to check that out, y'all can check that out too. Good drop in. All right. And also, you're working on a podcast. Yes. And what is it going to be about? Uh, Indigenous issues. Indigenous issues. There's a lot of things. I mean, historically, indigenous people have not been well represented in... I mean, heck, you can't even... I completely agree because I I literally... I find out new information about Native Americans every single time I look up anything about Native Americans. Absolutely. Well, there's a lot of things that were left out in history. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they have been contributors to a lot of things that we do today. I mean, yeah. one of my favorite anecdotes is that it was indigenous people who invented the syringe and the suppository. And, of course, they're widely used now today. But yeah, you know, Europeans had no idea. No. Yeah. I was. Yeah. And that's a whole. Yeah. Well, we could go. We on for, we're, yeah. we're not going to talk. About I could go on <laughs> forever about that, too, because no, I, there's a lot that I've, I've done a lot of, you know, just reading and throughout the, you know, couple years of just wanting to know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's the history of Hayes County alone. Oh, my God. Really yes. interesting. And it's what I let me just say this. It's really interesting because there's two versions of the history of Hayes County. 
Well, that, yeah, that's you know? true. And and one version, you just, I don't know, it's like, which one are you going to believe? But well, one of them is just like... Personally, you know, when you stop and think that San Marcos is the oldest continuously inhabited site in North America. Yeah. Going back like 13,000, 14,000 years. Yeah. Well, the world's only 6,000 years old, so... Oh, oh, that's right. You read, you read the Bible? Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah. That was a joke. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, yeah, it is a joke, but yeah. but still, uh, yeah. Well, you know, if since you mentioned you know the history and going back six was six thousand years, yeah. You know, when was the Noah's Ark? Yeah, I know that was it, the, like the big just, flood. Yeah, but what about those civilizations yeah. that existed and still exist today? Yeah, no, it, it just none of it ever really made sense to me. And I've talked about that before in the past too. Just like it, just I grew up my whole life going, this doesn't make any sense to me. Well, yeah, you know? and you know, I, I grew up actually wanting to be a priest. Yeah, so I was very devout and well, yeah. but. As I got older, you're right. It wasn't making sense. Yeah, no. You know, just, the, these miracle things, you know, yeah. but like, especially, and I'm not that I'm knocking anyone's religion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this trans, what is it, transfiguration? No, tra- anyway, where the wine turns into, yeah, you know, I, it's just like, I, yeah, and I, seriously? I, I just, I just had that. So, I, and I'm going to say this real quick, and then we're going to get back on the track here, <laughs> was, oh, I've had this conversation with people before. Mm-hmm. I don't drink alcohol. I haven't drank alcohol in 10 years. Congratulations. You know, I'm proud of you. I know, I mean, I, you just got a chip you, or something. Not yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, thank me for my service as a non-alcoholic, not as Absolutely. a service member. Because um, I was never that. But that was a joke. Anyways. <laughs> um, but, well, no, I had a conversation with this lady, and we were talking about, and she was like, I don't take communion, and I wouldn't take communion because I don't want any wine in my system because it's got alcohol in it. And she told me... Well, it's not wine; it's the blood of Jesus. Christ. Well, and and in some churches they only use grape juice. Yeah, and that's true too. But I mean, still, either way, I, the, she believes that once you are committing to the communion of it, it it goes from the alcohol does, is dissipated. Does that make them all like vampires? I don't know. It's I yeah. Mean, I mean, porphyria or something like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Well, how old were you whenever you had your first kid? Um, it was like, she was born, what was it, like one week before my 21st birthday. Okay, so you were a young parent. Yes. I mean, you know, I mean, compared to what most people are nowadays. Like, well, I know, recover. today a lot, of, a lot of people, are young people are waiting until, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> and they're not even all getting married, and I don't blame them, I mean. Yeah. You know. So you had your, okay, so you had your first kid, you were 21. Let's just go through your ages. How right. old were you whenever you had your kid? And what were you doing at the time? I was you in were, the Navy. You were in the Navy. You were a service member. Mm-hmm. And what years were that then? Because 1974. Uh, and what did you do for the Navy? I was a medic. And a medic in the Navy. So, and that was during, it was 74, that was during the, was the, during Vietnam. the wrap up of Vietnam. The wrap up. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, as a matter of fact, I enlisted because... My number on the, excuse me, back then, they had, of course, the draft lottery, and uh, I knew when I graduated, my number had been drawn, and it was like real high on the lottery. There was no way I was going to get out of it. I figured, you know what? I don't want to be a ground pounder. I always knew that I wanted to be in the Navy anyway, and if I enlisted, I had a better chance of getting the training that I wanted instead of yeah what they wanted so you got some just you know your, your decent medical training i got a lot of medical training but yeah you know it's funny because when i enlisted they you know i scored high on their their the uh asvab asvab and they say hey man we got this great little program for you. it's called nuclear power and i said no i'd rather be a corpsman 
And as it turns out, by the time I got out 14 years later, I yeah. was in nuclear power. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing radiation health stuff. So. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds interesting. But being a nuke gave me a glowing personality, so I can't complain about that. Yeah. Well, how did it work out with, <laughs> with, with your wife and you at the time? Having You had a child. You were in the military. You were in the Navy. Well, you overseas. know, Navy, well, yeah, we were on deployment a lot. Uh-huh. You know, so as a matter of fact, I was on deployment when my second daughter was uh, due to be born uh-huh. but fortunately you know back then they, you know they, they were kind of leaning about certain things so they i actually got a chance to fly back from all the way from the philippines okay to be back in time for my second daughter to be born oh that's nice so you got i mean was it like you told them that you were baby was coming out oh yeah and, yeah, yeah. and then and they're like well go ahead and be there for the birth mm-hmm. all right well, that's- well i mean i asked for leave and stuff like that yeah. and you know, and it was at the end of a cruise, so that you know they said, "Oh, sure, we'll let you fly back early." Yeah, well, good deal. So, uh, and you're not with that person anymore. No, that was my first wife. That was your first wife. All right, and we don't care about names. I'm not going to give you names. Good, that's okay. I always got to tell people Pro- that protect the innocent. Yeah, protect the innocent. Well, it's not their show, and it's not about them. It's about you and your relationship with your kids and what you did to raise them. So, how was the uh, relationship? Well, what is your relationship with your children now? Well, your, your first ones, my, my daughters. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I talk to them pretty much. Well, not all the time, but I mean, fr- re- regularly. I yeah. mean, uh, as a matter of fact, my, my oldest, <clears throat> my oldest is, uh, I'm bringing her in on a project that I'm uh, working on now she, as a consultant. So, mm-hmm. I mean, cause she's actually, she's very good at what she does. Yeah. The, her younger sister, uh, it's kind of interesting. She, at the age of 15, she got pregnant, mm-hmm. dropped out of school, had the baby, went back and finished high school on mm-hmm. her own, and then got married at 17. Yeah. But, oh, my gosh. But then had a baby, another baby at 18, and uh, she put herself through school. Yeah. She finished, uh, uh, graduated from university, summa cum laude. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, good for her. Hopefully, I mean, I'm just imagining she had a lot of support. Well, or, she was or, she was married. I mean, and yeah. her her husband was in the air force. Okay, and of course they traveled. But you know, of course, you know, dad was always usually available to come visit and help with yeah. kids. And uh, as it turns out, um, she when she graduated school, she started working for DOD. Well, no, the VA system. Okay, as a GS eleven. What is a GS eleven? That's very high up there. I mean, okay, she's basically a lab supervisor. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds pretty cool. Well, I don't think you, kids, whatever. Some kids just get brain. I had a kid at a really young age, and um, now I just turned into this. <laughs> well, that's not a bad thing. I mean, no. I mean, I know how to turn a computer on. Well, there you go. You know, and I can hit record and make shows. Well, that's not that's that's something. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's that's two. And you make bad jokes. Yeah, and I do. I make I make terrible <laughs> jokes. They're not they're not that funny. They don't land. You know what? It's not my fault. It's the audience. And when I say it's the audience, I'm pointing directly at you for not laughing at that last joke I put out there. Well, but I'm, but I'm glad you're cueing me in on which ones are jokes and which ones are exactly. <laughs> it's that monotone voice of mine. So all right. So you had the you had those. Tell me about the rest of your kids. Well, my, with my second wife, I had two sons. Okay. And uh, how's how was that growing up with them? And were you were still in the military then, or no? No, actually, I had already got down to the Navy. Okay, and but she was my second wife was actually on active duty. Yeah, when did you get out of the Navy? 88? 86. 86. I'm almost that good at math. Wow, that was close. I know. Well, I, I started. I heard you say 14 years, so mm-hmm. I was there. Um, so, but she was in the military. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, what was she in? 
The Navy. The Navy. Okay. We met on a ship, actually. Oh, okay. It was one of those co-ed so ships. Like floating island ships where you had like 6,000 people on them? No, no. That was an aircraft carrier. Oh, we, okay. we were on a, a tender, which is basically, it's a large ship. It's actually it's like a floating factory because they could manufacture parts and all sorts of things. Oh, wow. I mean. Like, is, is it bigger than, is, how, what? Hold on. Okay. I, I'm going to drop some questions on you real fast. Go for it. Go. So we got aircraft carriers are real big. They're the floating cities with 6,000 people, helicopters right. and all that. I was one on one of those. Matter of fact, during my first marriage. Okay. And then you have destroyers. Small. Small. And then what you were on was bigger than a destroyer? Oh, yeah. As a matter of okay. fact. But we, smaller than an aircraft I was aircraft on a carrier. submarine tender. Okay. Now, the tender uh, is like, like I said, it's a floating uh, factory. Yeah. Because, I mean, submarines would pull up alongside if something was oh, broken. We I could got you. manufacture parts, repair wow. parts, you know, all sorts of That's things. That's a whole other Even had a foundry. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. neat. Huh. Well, my, I didn't know any of that. That makes sense. And we had a full I mean, medical department. Yeah. We had a dental department. We had operating suites. Yeah. Hey, this is Jimmy from uh, Fans Just Won't Shut Up. Well, you know, and sometimes whenever you're going through your life travels, you end up having some pretty neat discoveries and pretty neat stories. Kind of like this guy does, Mr. Jim Randall. Gene Randall. Ah, whatever his name is. Who knows these days? They don't pay me enough to really pay attention to what they write down on the paper. But anyways, you can look them up on Fans Just Won't Shut Up on Facebook. Uh, they don't have really much else, no like Twitter stuff, but uh, you can find them on iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher and all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, if you get enough people to listen, the sponsors start paying them and, uh, you know, that's really good. So, uh, oh yeah, and you can also help out by giving a five-star review. That's huge. It helps build an audience base. That's something you, maybe you laymen don't understand, but that's all right. He'll still like you. So, you listen to the parents, just won't shut up, and Gene's not done talking yet. So, we are on to your sons. What was it like with those kids growing up? You were out of the Navy. Your wife was in the Navy. How long was she still? Was she still? She actually, she actually did a full 20 years. Oh, okay. She retired. Okay. So, how old were they whenever she retired? And uh, That's hard to say. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> well, this is the dads talking. So, ages. Well, no, the thing is, she and I lived together for a few years. Uh-huh. I think, yeah. Memories, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was the eighties. It was well, yeah. It was as bad. It was fact. lots of cocaine and booze. Uh, well, there was lots of cocaine and booze for uh, me. Well, maybe for you. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't born. I was born in the eighties, but uh, I, I was being a dad. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, she, of course, she would go deploy on, on, you know, mm-hmm. out on ships, and so I stayed home with the kids. Yeah. Okay. And we had all actually all four of them together at one, a couple of times. Okay. Uh, but, uh, and then she, she, my second wife had a, a kid before we, we, uh, met. Okay. And, uh, so actually we had five kids who were from time to time. Yeah. At one point you had a large, large family. Well, you still got a large well, family. Well, it's still a large family. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's gotten even bigger now. Cause now you're, you're not just the dad, you're the grandparent. Yes. And I, okay. So how's your relationship with your sons now? Uh, non-existent. Well, it was a very, it was a very, uh, uh, acrimonious separation it was oh okay i don't, so, I don't even know what that word means it, it was it was not friendly no 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 i've been through those so, yeah i'm yeah, sure yeah I, well, 
but so anyways like i said she and i split up and of yeah. course you know i didn't have any contact with the kids so with with sons oh well okay. every now and then of course but uh like i did hear from my oldest son at one point mm-hmm. uh her mother his mother actually sent me his graduate his high school graduation picture and stuff like that oh, okay and then uh, later on when he was in school college he did write me, and we, uh, I transferred my VA education benefits to him so he could finish his degree. Oh, well, that was nice. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't well, I using mean, it. You know, yeah, I was. I had, you know. Yeah. At that point, I really had no intention of going that, back to school. Is that Hazelwood? Um, is that the Hazelwood? The no, I think that was my GI Bill. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know. I know, like a little bit about all this stuff because at one point I was going to enlist, so like mm-hmm. I was really into it, did all my research, and then I realized that I should not join the military. That's mm, not for everyone. Nine eleven happened, and I did not want to go to war. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah. No, it happened the year that I would have joined. So. Well, you know, and I, I really, for me at the time, I think military service was was a good option. Yeah. I tried college; it wasn't working for me. Yeah. So, and like I said, my number was real high in the draft, so I thought, yeah, I'll go. You know, and none of my friends went to Canada. Yeah. So I figure, and I yeah. did well anyway. But uh, so I enlisted, yes, yeah. and uh, but I can't recommend military service anymore. Yeah. It just. Well, I don't know, you know, and I, I think that it just takes a certain type of person nowadays. Well, you know? for and me, it, for me, it's two. It's kind of a twofold thing. I mean, number one, you know, we I think our military forces have become more mercenaries for corporate America. Mm-hmm. And number two, when if you happen to survive military service, because it is risky, it's yeah. you know uh, now the uh, they're trying to dismantle the, the Veterans Administration healthcare services. So. Yeah, no, that is a major drag. I mean, honestly, you know, I was I, fortunate. Yeah. I mean, VA was very good to me. Yeah, you know, uh, I went through all kinds of yeah things that, anyway yeah no that's my big thing if you if you are or whatever I want to say if you're crazy enough to join, by God, you deserve. The right to well, have yeah, health care. I, mean, I think I, everybody in this country deserves to have the right to health care. I agree. But man, if you if you joined the service and you went overseas or you just were in it, period, mm-hmm. being told what to do for however long you were doing it for, you should get some kind of. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it, we, I used to feel guilty about you know using some some of those benefits and stuff, but it, I was reminded often enough that hey, you earned that. I mean, look yeah. what you you know yeah. because. Real even back then, military service was not easy. All those long separations from the families, yeah, and, yeah, it makes it hard on you. It yeah, and you know, I can remember a lot of holidays where yeah. I wasn't home. So, yeah. no, so I'm going to take it. I'm going to just take it off for of that one. So, the the wife you had with with the two boys, there was no like once you got. Once it was finally done, settled, there was no co-parenting. There was no None. thing, and we're not going to. You don't want to get into to the reasons why he got that divorce. No, we don't have to. It's this isn't a gotcha thing, and if it's no, you know, it, it it's, was, it's hard for some she, people. She was just a lot of young. She was actually a lot younger than I was. Fair enough. We were yeah. very in, incompatible after a while. Yeah. All right. So that was in the. Uh, let me guess. That was early nineties, eighties, eighties, late eighties or early eighties. Mm. No, that would have been late eighties, mid, mid to late eighties. Yeah, mid, yeah, mid to late. Okay. So then you got remarried. When do, or you you had a long bachelor life. Um. Yeah, I guess I did. I mean, just got to fill in all these missing pieces here. Well, there's lots of lots of blank spots yeah. for me, though. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But uh, no, I I guess no. Actually, with my present wife, she and I actually lived together for about seven years before we finally got married. Okay, and what's uh, okay, and then uh, and now and then the relationship that you're in now that's that's with your present wife, 
and and a second wife and your second wife. Yes. So this is yeah. You're in the uh, oh, what was that famous word that we're always looking for? Polyamorous. Oh, polyamorous. I, I that, that's kind of a well yeah it, it works but I we prefer to call it uh, consensually non-monogamous. Consensually non-monogamous. I believe that's okay. You don't have to I say can't. it. I, that's a tongue so twister. So long as I can say it, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. All and, right. So let me uh, just. So we can explain that a little bit. You're not. It doesn't mean that you're just going around sleeping with any woman you see. Well, I do have that. I mean, that freedom okay. to do so. I mean, we're oh, but, okay. But that, no, but that's, that's not. That's not who we are. Honestly, I'm. I'm like. I'm 36, and that sounds exhausting. So, <laughs> having two wives is, is exhausting. Yeah. Okay. So, well, tell me all about this relationship that you're in now, because I, every time I see you, I don't think I've ever seen you in a bad mood. Either you're really good at hiding it, or. Uh, you just you know you're you're happy well, to look kind of no, a guy. a lot of it is is having been gotten having survived to to the age I'm at now. Yeah. Uh, I w- I won't say it's necessarily maturity, but I think a lot of it is coming to terms with lots of things. Yeah. You know, now when I was doing, with the radio station, it was it got stressful after all. Of course, I did that for like three years. Yeah. And uh, you know, but but since I've Walked away, mm-hmm. going back to my old life, yeah. being reti- retiring again. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's you know very peaceful, very calming. Even though, if usually when I'm at home, if uh-huh. my if my home life is good, everything is good. Yeah, well, you that's know? good. So yeah, I'm I'm a lot less stressed, and I try. You know, there's a lot of reason not to be uptight and stressed out, and yeah, you know, it it it'll age you. Yeah. Oh, no, I, yeah, I feel you. All right. So, and then also you were doing, and, you, and I noticed this, you do a lot to do with the indigenous culture in this area that we're in right now. I have been involved with the indigenous community in, this, in central Texas for over 30 years. Okay. Because I remember one time I walked in on you and your daughter at the radio station and you both had red handprints over your mouth. Well, that was so, my co-host. And the red, you, okay. Was the that red, not? Oh, yeah. No. Okay. That, and that's, that's right. That was the last time I saw you at the studio. Yeah. Uh, no, the red handprint, that's uh, significant because that's um, we pay homage to murdered, missing indigenous women and girls. And now we're actually including men, too, because a lot of our indigenous people have gone missing over the years. Yeah. And there's a lot of reasons for it. And the thing of it is, uh, indigenous women are at least four times more likely to be uh, subjected to domestic violence. And... Ten times more likely to go missing than any other ethnic group in the country. Wow! So you know, so now we have this thing, uh, the MMIWG uh, issue, which we're we we were trying to bring light to that because a lot of people just aren't aware. Yeah, the numbers are staggering, and uh, part of the problem has been, you know, because of the different jurisdictions within law enforcement keeping track of who is actually missing. Yeah. And uh, biases, you know, like indigenous women who are living in inner cities that go missing, uh, the police departments don't generally follow up in, oh, it's just another hooker. And, you know, yeah. so attitudes need to change. And that's part of what we that's part of what we were doing. She and I started that program three years ago. OK, I don't know why I thought that was your daughter. Well, no, my daughters are older. OK. She's, For some reason. How old is she? Uh, she she's just turned twenty three. Okay, so she's so like had closer, a birthday. She's closer to my daughter's age. Yeah, That's when better. in fact she just graduated from Texas State. Okay, well, good for her. Hey, this is Jimmy from uh, Fans Just Won't Shut Up. Well, you know, and sometimes whenever you're going through your life travels, you end up having some pretty neat discoveries and pretty neat stories, kind of like this guy does, Mr. Jim Randall. 
Gene Randall. Ah, whatever his name is. Who knows these days? They don't pay me enough to really pay attention to what they write down on the paper. But anyways, you can look them up on Pants Just Won't Shut Up on Facebook. Uh, they don't have really much else. No, like, Twitter stuff. But uh, you can find them on iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher and all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, if you get enough people to listen, the sponsors start paying them. And, uh, you know, that's really good. So, uh, oh, yeah, and you can also help out by giving a five-star review. That's huge. It helps build an audience base. That's something you, maybe you laymen's don't understand, but that's all right. He'll still like you. So you listen to the parents, just won't shut up. And Gene's not done talking yet. My second wife, when we were married and we had all the kids together, our house was actually the house that all the other kids in the neighborhood used to come hang out in. You know, so we had a lot of kids, I mean, all all the time. Yeah. Uh, sleepovers, we had, have, you know, not so much parties and stuff, but we had the backyard where everybody, all the kids hung out. And, uh, and of course, you know, the, my kids were, were great about that because, I mean, they were very open and people liked uh, making friends with them. Yeah, so, where were we all living at the time? Well, let's see. When we first got married, we were, I think, uh, Georgia. Okay. Kings so Bay. Were, yeah. And then we were in, uh, where else did we go after that? I think Charleston, South Carolina, and then just all over the place. I yeah, mean, you had some military brat kids. Well, yeah. I mean, every three years, you know. Yeah, you're you, moving you, around. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, of course, at the time, I was doing all sorts of other things, too, like uh, magic shows, and I did, did a little clung. Yeah. At I, the end of all this, <laughs> I want you to show me a magic trick. Oh, I, I didn't come prepared to do any magic. That's trick. all right. I, I, mean, I was I was rotten at sleight of hand, so I was always using kind of gimmicks. Oh, okay. You know, special card decks and that kind of stuff. But, yeah. But it was great because the kids loved it. I mean. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's birthday parties. You know, yeah. and the and of course to make the, the topping on the cake was the cake because I also bake so. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's like a total bonus. Mm-hmm. Well, as a matter of fact, I'm putting putting together a uh, a cookbook right now. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I do a little bit of. You'd be amazed at some things. Well, that's what happens whenever you're you get older and you can retire and you still have energy. I True. Mean, you could have just been like old, retired with no energy, where you just sit on a, a big fucking lazy boy I can't and watch do, I TV can't even all day. Sit, I can't even sit and watch TV. Yeah. You know, I, and I used to be a couch potato, but again, you know, you have to. Picture this body 150 pounds heavier. Yeah. That's what I used to be. And uh, one day I just got tired of, I felt like I was drowning in my own body. I was, you know, woke up basically and thought, ah, oh, I'm going to change this. Yeah. So the, my kids are amazed. They, uh, they've seen the changes. And, uh, but living with all, all five of the kids and a wife that we weren't getting necessarily getting along with most of the mm-hmm. time, <clears throat> it was challenging. Yeah. You know, we had to be creative. And of course, anytime you have a mixed family, yeah, you know, yeah, where they're not biologically one of them, it seems like one well, of them biologically wasn't actually yours. Exactly. You know, that can make it a little rough if there's, but any I was kind the of dad four of them. Yeah. But they were, my daughters were living with a different mom. And there was a lot of resentment there for, from my daughters. Yeah. You know, so, uh, it was it was interesting, but again, I had to kind of come up with with ideas and be, being the older parent. Yeah, you know, I was kind of like, well, and and in most cases, you know, dads are kind of like they're fun. Well, they're fun, but you know, the king of the king of the roost and all that yeah. stuff, and making decisions and 
you know, and that's one thing about uh, raising kids with someone who has kids that aren't yours yeah. is the uh, kind of getting together on the discipline. And oh, yeah. No, I can totally contest to that because, I mean, right. you know, it's uh, with my I have a nine year old stepdaughter. Right. And, and then my son that lives here and then my mm-hmm. daughter that my older daughter that's 18. She doesn't live here. She just kind of bounces in and out, you know, whenever she wants to come by and say hi, you know, but um, I can completely like I remember there being it's it's. There is a there's a thick boundary line oh. in the beginning that <laughs> yeah. I you know you just don't know like where you can cross it. Now now she's been a part of my life for long enough to where I'm just like nope sorry I said no mm-hmm. you know and uh, her and her well but you, you I think the kids finally get to a point of acceptance yeah and you know <clears throat> uh, but a lot of that has to do with the communication between you and your wife yeah you know and that's one thing that I think was missing with my second wife is. We're just never on the same page. Yeah, well, that does now, make it really difficult. Yeah, and now with my my present wife, uh, uh, she we did daycare for lots of years, and uh, I'm actually kind of glad she and I never had kids together. Yeah, because her perspective. I mean, she has her way of doing things and discipline, and my ways different. Yeah, and not necessarily. She thinks I'm a lot more lax, but there's methods to my madness. So. No, it, yeah, I, I believe it, you know. I can see that. Well, and then, then when you look at my daughters, the way they turned out, I mean, of course, I can't take full credit for that because their, their mom and I, you know, stayed on good terms and we're still friends. And, well, that's good. But the daughters came out phenomenal, you know, so. How long did y'all run a daycare for? Uh, well, let's see. It, she, did, she did daycare for about 40 years, and uh, I was part of that for the last, like, I don't know. 15, 12, 15 okay. years. Yeah. So shoot almost half the time, really, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it, it worked out pretty well because she, she would prefer to work with the babies and I worked with school age kids and, you know, doing tutoring and homework and stuff like okay. that. So, but That's... still when it came to like cleaning up and playtime and, and even just the, the methods of play, of course, you know, dads play differently with their kids than the moms yeah. do. Yeah, no, that's true. I used to be real rough. And then, uh, I don't know. You just kind of realize that, like, I didn't need to be that rough. But I was rough with my kids. Like, you know, that whole, well, like, the whole boys will be boys thing, mm-hmm. you know? And and I've kind of realized now, like, that's nah, nah, not, not, probably not the smartest thing to go about it. But, well, but, you know, you, as you get older, you learn things. Yeah. You, know? you, you figure out what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. So, all right. Well, then, other than... Other than where you're, what you have done in the past, where are you at now? Like you're in a, you're in a, the, the, I don't even, I can't even, I don't even want to try to say it again. You say it for me. The relationship you're in. Consensually non-monogamous. Consensually non-monogamous relationship. Mm -hmm. And you were at a radio station. You've, you have since walked away. We're not going to shit all over that radio station. Oh, no, no. We do that enough on on my other (laughs) podcast. No, well, the radio station actually gave me a lot of uh, background. I mean, yeah. It was a wonderful experience. I, I won't knock it. I just had to walk away because of differences in the way I see things should be done. And, yeah. You know, and besides, yeah, after a while you realize, hey, this chapter has come to an end. Time to move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so, and then what else are you doing? Well, right now, like I said, I'm uh, still involved with the indigenous community in Central Texas. Mm-hmm. I'm doing occasional uh, public presentations, little you know, speeches here and there, and... Uh, I'm working on a cookbook. I'm also uh, working on another project where I'm looking at, well, a podcast for mm-hmm. one. I mean, that's going to be the start of it, but 
I'm looking beyond that at doing something a lot bigger than that. Yeah. Don't want to say too much about it because. Yeah, fair enough. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I can't see myself sitting still. And one 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 of the things I do appreciate about my recent retirement, mm-hmm. I'm spending less time in front of a computer. Yeah. And more time in front of an easel. Oh, well, that's nice because I stared at a computer screen all day today. Uh, I can imagine. I remember those days, and it is. It hurts my eyes, and I felt real like sluggish. And whenever you came yeah. in here, I was trying to eat as many vegetables as I possibly could because that didn't look bad. That was noodles. No, was, there were some noodles in there, but I, okay. I ate all the vegetables out first. Oh, okay. it was a big plate of healthy stir-fry. stuff. Good. Yeah. Well, you, you have to get up every now and then, every few minutes, and you know, yeah. stretch. And walk around and stretch out your Especially toes. when you get older. Yeah. You have things like creaky joints and blood clots if you don't sit, if you don't move around too much, and strokes. And yeah. Sh- anyway, but Hopefully, things that, that. I, I can at least, I got at least five more years before I got to start worrying about that. Oh, you got a lot longer <laughs> than that, man. Come on, you're still young. I am. I'm still the youngest person in the room right now. Even with the other <laughs> shows that I do, I'm still technically the youngest person really? in the room. Are you really? I am. I'm pretty sure that uh, both of my co-hosts, well, I know the other one, mm-hmm. uh, LCD, is, right. is he's he's four years older than me. Is he I'm, really? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure uh, Daisy is uh, a year or You so. know, I never met Daisy. She's fun. I, I've listened to the, to the other show. Yeah, yeah she was a lot fun. of fun. I just found out today that, and I don't think she'd mind if I said this, I asked her what, I don't even know what her real name is. We've known each other for years, which is hilarious. Right. But I said, do you have a real job? You know, because she does, she does burlesque. Oh, right. And, okay. And That's I, how you and met I, And I don't mean to say it like, do you have a real job? But I was like, do you have like a, a muggle job is what they call it. You know, just a, a nine to five. <laughs> right. And she works for the State Department. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay. I have friends who work for the State Department. Yeah. I just thought that was kind of neat. I mean, that's like, I mean, I have a job where I get up nine to five ish, you know, and I go mm-hmm. build houses, but it's not demanding in any sense. Other well, than well, but like, you, you get to, to you're work. a contractor, you get no. to make your own your own schedule. Yeah. Well, that's the nice thing about being retired again. Yeah. Is that now I'm well, of course, I, like I said, going between two households that keeps me busy, but I do have. Days when I can actually sleep. Oh, we need in. to touch on that. We haven't touched on that part. You have. <laughs> that's right. You are in this in this wonderful relationship. Consensually non-monogamous. I love it. I don't want to say anything else other than that. But polyamorous. Polyamorous. Open relationship. Polygamous. Open. Not polygamous. No, that's we're not too religious. And when I'm, we're not religious. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm not. Yeah. Well, they I mean, are, they are actually. Feel free to be funny. religious, but ah, you know, whatever. Um. So, but one wife. That I live with most of the time. With, yeah, and then you have another one that has, has was living with you mm-hmm. and now doesn't live with you. Right. She chose to uh, exercise her independence. Okay. And so that's, she, that's fine. I mean, yeah. you know, we were very uh, supportive of that. Well, it just seems like everything is just bottom line is communication is the key. It is. Well, communication is key to anything. Raising yeah. kids, having, you know, yeah. living with, with a partner. I mean, whatever the relationship is, communication is essential. It's yeah. everything. Yeah. Because you, you really just don't know how anybody's feeling unless you just start talking to them. And it's amazing how hard that is for some people. I know. Well, a lot of people have a tendency to hear one thing and make assumptions and yeah. they figure, okay, I know everything now. No, yeah. it doesn't work that way. No, it can be really difficult. I mean, that, you know, with, with, with my, uh, with my son's uh, mom, you know, it's the mm-hmm. communication is just, uh, it's not, it's non-existent. I mean, we try, I try to talk to her. I mean, she, and I, and I, and I can be honest with you. And I've said this plenty of times. She left me. 
I didn't leave her. Mm-hmm. So there's a good reason why she doesn't want to talk to me. <laughs> you know? And I'll tell that story whenever I feel like I'm really ready to tell that story. After a few hey, beers. After, no, after, after, you don't after drink, a few you don't beers, drink. I'll tell. Well, the whole reason, one of the biggest reasons why she left me was because of a few beers. Right, well, a few too many. I a hear you. A couple thousand. So, you know, I, I'm, I fully appreciate communication when it comes to relationships. Well, period. yeah, and especially with your kids. Yeah. I mean... And that and that's what I love about both my my daughters. I mean, uh, they if there's an issue, they won't let it simmer. Yeah, they won't let it good. stew. They'll just say, "Okay, Dad. Yeah. Now you really pissed me off this time. Yeah. You know. So let's talk about this. Well, how how old are your daughters now? Then, uh, they're both in their forties now. Actually. Okay. Yeah. Some older ladies. Mature ladies. Well, yeah. Mature ladies. Mature. I don't mean. Yeah. Hopefully they don't hear this. I didn't mean it in a mean way. No, and, and besides, I already explained uh, to my daughters what you're like. So yeah. <laughs> well, and then where where do they live? Well, one of them lives in California, uh-huh. and one of them lives in where is she? Uh, I think they're actually living in Maryland, but she works in West Virginia, oh, okay. up by the state line. So yeah, see, that's like the weirdest thing to me because whenever you live in one state and yet you work in another state, it makes no sense because I live in Texas and I live in Central Texas. Well, that's why. So everything I mean, is three it, hours away. At least. Yeah. Three hours? Where are you going I, in three I, hours? Oh, I worked in West Mexico. Texas. Well, no, I was working in West Texas for a long time. So if you were like, oh, we're just going to go to the next town over. It was two and a half hours or three hours down the road was the next town over. Where in West Texas? Uh, I worked in Pecos, and then I worked oh, from, my gosh. from Pecos to like La Mesa. Uh-huh. I did a lot of between La Mesa and Pecos. So if you're if anybody looks at a map, they are nowhere There's near. nothing there, I know. Yeah, and, there's, and they're, they're, they're oddly terribly far away from each other mm-hmm. they're both really close to new mexico border mm-hmm. but one's on one side of the new mexico border and the other one's on the bottom side of the, so it's the southern and the uh i don't know eastern or yeah the eastern side of new mexico okay. and it's just a total mess to try to get there yeah but so whenever somebody says oh they live in one state but they work in another well you know even when i was stationed at, in bethesda there were mm-hmm. a lot of people who came in from uh pennsylvania yeah you know because state yeah. line is not that far, and, and it's just and the thing even like I said West Virginia is not that far. I mean, depending on where you live, well, it's like Rhode Island, and Rhode Island is the size oh my of gosh, Pace Rhode County. Island, yeah, it's it's small. It's like twenty one miles across, fifty miles long, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I went to submarine school up in in uh, New Groton, Connecticut, New London. Okay, and yeah, I mean we we could run into up to New Jersey, we down to New Jersey, we could up to Rhode Island, Delaware. I mean, yeah. it was just a couple hours. So how's your okay? Well, how's your relationship? Let's get back on the track with the kids. How's your relationship with your grandkids? Actually, I it's it's actually pretty awesome. My oldest is a, a young woman who has a baby of her own, mm-hmm. and you know she was it was it was a difficult child. She was a difficult child. I mean, yeah. And uh, but I think getting married or getting yeah she got married and then she got pregnant, and uh, having a, a child has actually changed her a lot. Yeah, and uh, of course now she's not married anymore, but uh, she's raising her little girl, and mm-hmm. it, she's phenomenal. I mean, but they both are. Yeah, my grandson is younger, and he just turned twenty-one. Oh, okay. But then I have a, a new grandson who just the they're both well. I won't tell you the names, but there's, they have the same, they share the same name. Oh, okay. Twenty-one years apart in four days. Difference between their birthdays. Wow. Yeah. So. Wait, and they share the, the. Why do they share the same name? Um, different parents. Oh yeah, but but it's the same. 
Oh, okay, wait. my my oldest grandson. Because one of the parents had to been like, I like that name. I want to name my kid that name. <laughs> well, I'm not sure how that worked because, okay. like I said, my oldest grandson is my youngest daughter's son. Uh huh. The young son. The newest grandson is one of my sons. Had a, his partner had just had a baby. Okay. And they didn't grow up together. Okay. Uh, they apparently both liked the same name. Okay, but there wasn't like a. They didn't no. know. No, actually, I have two granddaughters. Well, my wife has two granddaughters. Same same name. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. A lot of names, and then you and your one of your wives have the same name. And her and but that, it's spelled different. Yes, but her father's name was also the same as mine. Oh, that's funny. And she had a her first husband's name was the same. That's funny. That's bizarre. That's a lot of yeah. Okay. Well, I think we should just say this, and if we, I can take this out, but your name is Gene. Yes. Because that's going to go on the front of the thing anyway. Oh, no, yeah. So, My name's Gene. So your so. name's Gene, and then everyone else that we're talking about with the same name, that was your wife, and everyone, you're in a good, loving relationship. My, my wife and her genes. dad and her first husband and who did I miss? First husband, her dad, her husband. Anyway, yeah. A lot of genes. A lot of genes. A lot of genes out there. Strong that's, genes. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, and man. of course, you know, I, I oftentimes introduce my wife and I as an old pair of jeans. An old pair of jeans. Well, I like your wife. She's a lovely lady. I've talked to her a handful of times. Mm-hmm. She's always got a big smile on her face. So this whole like everybody that I don't know, you know, I know that there's going to be people that are going to like hear this and be like, well, that sounds crazy that someone has a above the relationship that you're in. I can't say that. Oh, no, you know, no, but, it's but not it's, unusual. No, no. And I know it's not. Actually, I just watched the whole thing about this. Mm-hmm. And it was Matter of fact, I think there was a, a Netflix series or something or. Well, there was a there was a CBS documentary that a CBSN documentary that I watched. On polyamory. About. Yeah, on polyamory. And it was really interesting, but it was about their rights and how it's hard to 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 get like because of marital status it's well, like you can't whole, legally be married but see that's the whole that's the, that's the here that's a really good point yeah legally you're right because mono, uh, poly uh, polygamy yeah. is illegal in yeah. all states even utah yeah and the thing of it is we're the re, one of the reasons I'm non-traditional is because uh you know when you get married you get a license what is that license about yeah you're basically registering with the government yeah. Getting their permission to do that. Screw that shit. Yeah. I mean, why do you need permission? If you have these feelings with someone, common law people, people who are yeah. common law marriages, they don't get a license, but yeah. they dedicate themselves to each other. I mean, a whole lifetime, oftentimes. Yeah. And and in indigenous cultures, you can have as many wives as you wanted. You could have as many wives as you could afford, basically. Yeah. You know, and uh, even even gender identity, and this is another one of the big issues I, I'm I'm real hot about is, bec- after because of colonization, the binary male female system was forced on indigenous cultures. Mm-hmm. Prior to colonization, you know, uh, traditionally children were raised in non-gender specific clothing. And we're allowed well, to make sense. We're allowed to make their own choices at a certain age. Yeah. And uh, we also identify people who are two spirit, and we also identified five genders. You know, All right, I want to know about the five genders. 
You're going to educate the shit out of me on All this right. one. All right. Obviously, you know, male presenting is male. Yeah. Female yeah. presenting is female. Okay. Male presenting is female. Female presenting is male. And non-gender specific. And then the, yeah, okay. Non-gender specific. Well, that wasn't okay. I, no, I it, knew it, all that. Yeah, you well, made yeah, it seem I mean, like it was something bigger for some reason. No, the thing, it, 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 it was existing before colonization. Yeah. And not in just here in North American indigenous people. Yeah. But all over the world, you find the same sort of thing. Yeah. You know, if you're... Here, if you're gay, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, my God, you're gay. But in our culture, you know, you are who you are. And there's no judgment in any of it. Yeah. You know, if you, matter of fact, there were some very famous, uh, one of the first indigenous representative to the uh, U.S. Senate was a male who presented as female. Oh, my God. It, it drove him crazy in Washington, D.C. because they didn't know how to address this person. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm sure. And I think her, uh, her name was Weewa. But Wee-wah. Yeah. And uh, and she had a female uh, partner. Okay. And there were yeah, actually uh, warriors uh, who uh, were female. Mm-hmm. But because of colonization, Christianity, you know, we were heathens. We couldn't absolutely yeah. could not address yeah. any of that. So a lot of that was erased from history. Yeah. You know, and I think what's happening now is people are starting to say, what the hell? You know? Yeah. You oh, know, feel free, because it's a what the fuck kind of moment. Yeah, it is. What the fuck? You yeah, know? No, it makes no sense. Why I do mean, we have to abide by what yeah. someone else tells us? And I feel the same way about yeah. religion. You know, why should I believe what I'm told to believe when I'd rather have my own experiences? Yeah. Well, no, that's what I was saying earlier. Was that there was I read I, I was starting to read. You know, there's two, there's really is there's two stories of the indigenous culture in San Marco or in Hayes County area, this part of Central Texas. Well, and one of them quotes Native Americans as savages. So I'm just going to go with that one's the one that's probably more full of shit. Well, the, the Native American savages is in the con- in yeah. the uh, Declaration of Independence. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like the thirteenth line down from "We the People," you know, and and the savages. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, history. Uh, one of my favorite quotes, and I used to say this on my show all the time. One of my favorite quotes of history about history is by Napoleon, and what he said is, "What is history but a fantasy we've all agreed upon?" Yeah, you know, no, no, totally makes that. Sense. And you know, history books are written by the victors. To glorify their conquest and to minimize their atrocities. Yeah. So that's why we don't see all these things. I mean, all the genocides that that occurred. You know, you talk about mass. You know, th- these horrible mass shootings. I mean, which are tragic. Yeah. But prior to modern history. Yeah. I mean, there were mass graves that they're even discovering. Oh, yeah. I mean, what is this? Uh, you know, Lincoln freed the slaves, but he hung. Thirty-eight. Many- Thirty-eight Dakota warriors. Yeah. The day after Christmas. Yeah. Yes. You know, the largest single mass execution in government history, in the yeah. U.S. government. History. And what was the reasoning for that? Well, they were Lakota warriors and they, it was during the Dakota Wars. Mm-hmm. And basically these warriors were they fighting to protect. Bow down. Exactly. Yeah. They were trying to protect their homelands, which were being encroached upon by, by you know. And still are. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's, I mean, we, we, yes, they still yeah. are. I mean, and there's a lot of examples of that right now in Canada. The Wet'suwet'en uh, tribal people are, that land was never ceded to the government of Canada. Yeah. But Canada's saying, well, we're going to put a pipeline through there yeah. anyway. Well, well, we've had it. Yeah, we have it. It's ours. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's the, like sa- the, the, the same thing in Dakota Access we're, Pipeline. We're bigger than you are, right? I mean, that's, that's I mean, essentially, it's our right of way, you know? Uh, yeah. Manifest destiny. 
Oh my God! You know, Don't get me started on manifest. Yeah, no, destiny. I was I had a I was I was talking to my son about manifest destiny the other day, and it was just like, man, it's a who gave what, them the right? What you're gonna have? What you're gonna read in the history books about manifest destiny? It's bullshit. Yeah, total one hundred percent caca. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, well, and like I said, we were we were doing the same thing up in North Dakota. I was up there during the Dakota Access Pipeline protest. I mean, that was like what, three years ago. Or yeah, something. that was a while back. I almost yeah. made it up there. I was going to go up there with a bunch of blankets and donate them, then get my well, ass back was, to Texas. We we actually collected supplies at our powwow here, and yeah. I, that's that was my first trip up. And the second trip, I had someone had donated like big army tents, so we drove them yeah. up there. And, cool. And I had actually gone up there to volunteer as a medic but uh, oh wow well good for you see you're what? that's where that's where me and you differ you like see the stairs and you're like i'm not almost gonna make it up there i'm gonna do it and then i'm like oh, i see the stairs but uh yeah maybe later almost almost gets me there l- kind of l- sort in my head l- let me catch my breath first yeah, yeah. hold on on that <laughs> so what's at the top of these stairs no 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 well that's that's all really interesting stuff well we kind of we, we did we touched on we touched on kids we touched on your life well and but this the, is the way important. our indigenous people yeah. raise our kids yeah, I mean, uh, sadly, because of lack of opportunities, lack of jobs, all sorts yeah. of things on reservations, things are not. I mean, you hear a lot about the alcoholism, the abuse. Yeah. And one thing I will say about the abuse, that's not normal for us, because yeah. prior to colonization, most of our indigenous nations were actually run by the women. Yeah. But these Christian priests decided, no, no, you can't have that because that's not the way it's, I mean. Yeah, and the only be- way you're going to assimilate or assimilate is to, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and they wanted, they basically took the power away from our women and gave it to the men and things haven't been right ever since. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to say that, but it's the truth. Yeah, no, I mean, it it, it, it honestly just makes sense because, I you know, I, I have to think, and I don't know, maybe this is like a layman way of thinking about it, but whenever I think about it and you say, oh, the, they weren't gender specific and they weren't, it's because... Good God, look at your life. Look, you were living off the land. You were either running from a fucking animal or you were chasing down an animal. You didn't have time to give a shit about other things. It's like if you're big well, enough and strong enough to do it, exactly. then you're going to fucking do well, it. Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, be who you're going to be. Do yeah. what you're going to do. I mean, live one with with, with, with nature, basically. Yeah. You know, Learn how to be part of it instead of you know trying to conquer it. Yeah. You know, and that's, and I hate to say this, and I, I hate to sound racist, but damn it, I, I, I do feel ugh, just the angst sometimes when I yeah. think about the the white the way white people think about. Well, we think we're the top of the food chain, and the reality is that we're not. Well, you know, I was actually thinking about doing a study, writing a book about that, because of the, the whole mentality that and it started in Europe. I mean, the the conquest of all the indigenous nations all over the world. You, you wonder. Is this some kind of like like a virus? I mean, yeah. uh, some sort of a defect? And I don't, I, I don't like to think of it in negative terms like that, but something empowers these people to go out and say, well, you know what? I want what you have, yeah. so get out of my way. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, you know, to say whenever, whenever, whenever I hear somebody say, "Well, we're the top of the food chain," I say, "Well, we fucking we're, no, we're not." You can chase down a cow. But why don't you try chasing down a buffalo? Or, or why don't you go oh, drop your ass in a lion's den and then tell me or you're the top bear, of the food chain? A hungry or, polar yeah, or bear. Just a hungry bear. Period. Anywhere. There's mm-hmm. bears in Florida. That's right. <laughs> there are. The, I saw one in the backyard one time and realized real soon. I was. I was whenever I realized at a very young age I was not the top of a food chain. <laughs> exactly. You know, a little, a little bitty brown bear that probably weighed about two hundred pounds reared up and i hauled ass so yeah well but you know if, if you look at nature as, as communing with nature and being 
a part of it, being the brother to that bear. Yeah. You know, our, the attitude is whole different. Yeah. I mean, and uh, there's a, I mean, I've, I've encountered bears, but, you know, not necessarily running from them. Yeah. Uh, I, my wildlife, I mean, one of the things I love about where I live is, you know, I have like, it's surrounded by trees. Mm-hmm. I have deer coming through there, coyotes. I can hear the coyotes. Yeah. But my dogs keep the coyotes away. And uh, roadrunners and birds. I have so many different types of birds. And for me, as an indigenous person, my one of my messengers is our birds. I get, I mean, there's a red-tailed hawk that comes to visit me every now and then. And when she does, I know there's things I need to look around and see, okay, what's, what do I need to look at? Yeah. So, I mean, but it's the, the whole attitude, how you feel about nature and how you fit into that. Yeah, no, that's that's very true. It makes sense. It really does, you know. And I would like to think that my kids, well, it's the, my daughters especially, because I mean, they've seen me grow and develop into the person I am today. And yeah, they're they. Matter of fact, my oldest daughter and I have had arguments about the way of life. You know, the way because I mean, she has been very career-wise, very materialistic. You know, go out yeah. there, make the big bucks. You know, buy that nice car, have that big house. And me, I see. Th- I mean, I have a nice house, I have acreage, but my whole attitude about what I actually need to live is a lot simpler. Yeah, you also grew up in a much different time, and in, you know, well, that's true too. Your- but but you remember, I'm a boomer, and, yeah. and boomers are we're okay, not known boomer. for for. Uh, conservatism yeah. i mean they Being were consumers yeah yeah well that's i mean yeah you grew up in the freaking golden age of buying shit and you know? production of plastic <laughs> yeah y'all y'all were the first ones to believe that trickle-down economics worked uh i never did you know, I, 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 I never, you know i can as tell me. by this conversation <laughs> that you never did i it but just never reason. got as far as, as where i was so. all right well i got a few more questions i'm gonna ask you Go ahead. And, and one of them is gonna be because you are native american mm-hmm. and uh um did you and I haven't had, I've only interviewed white people. Mm-hmm. So, well, except for my buddy Harold, but he doesn't count. He's pretty, <laughs> he's pretty white. But uh, no, but did you, did you really experience at a younger age or at any point of your age, just like, just, just racism, you know, well, with your here's, kids? Here's the or, thing. Uh, and, and, you know, I usually, when I, when I, when I'm out doing my presentations, I mean, people want to know my pat my history. Yeah. I, and basically what I tell everyone, okay, in the 1950s, in the state of Texas, you could kill a Native American, an Indian, and never stand trial. Mm-hmm. I mean, up until the, like mid to late 1950s. So, for me, it was bad enough growing up as a Mexican kid. Yeah. You know, because we were obviously, you know, a minority. Uh-huh. And, well, actually not really a minority, but especially well, not in San yeah. Antonio. But it was bad enough growing up as a Mexican kid. So, we, my family never talked about being indigenous. Because, I mean, that would put us into a different level of danger, possibly. Yeah. Uh, so, we know, like I said, so growing up as a kid, I grew up Mexican mm-hmm. and bilingual, bicultural, the whole bit. And um, it wasn't until I was like in my 30s that I start, started realizing, started researching and reading. And, you know, a lot of what people, young, a lot of people today who identify as Latino, Mexican, whatever, you know, are actually have indigenous roots. Yeah. Oh, and, no, that, yeah, I can, yeah, I mean. But growing up as a kid, I always had this connection, and maybe, and sometimes I think I would, act, I, I actually saw, had visions of, you know, like I'd be, like one, I remember, like, 
in one year I was in, in school and one day I was just sitting there looking out the window and instead of seeing buildings and stuff, I all I had I saw forests and you know what this place look actually looked like before it was actually built up. Yeah. I saw a lot of different things. I mean, and that was that was before drugs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> I'm laughing. All right. I get your joke. Well, anyway, so like I said, I knew there was there was a lot more. I knew there was a lot more uh, to to me, and uh, but then again, I I also tend to be very metaphysical. So I and, and I tell people everything you ever want to know, you already have it inside of you. You just yeah. have to access gotta, it. Yeah, you gotta find or it. find it. Right. Know how to know how to access it. So I I, I had I had a feeling like I had all these thoughts and ideas and feelings inside of me and but it took a long time to finally get to that point to where I could identify what all that was and now I in I identify as an indigenous person you know wholeheartedly yeah. without reservation I mean and I was I was a little reluctant at first yeah you know because I also dance at, at powwows yeah. and I thought ah, you know do I really belong here well no it makes sense because if you weren't raised that way and then you're just like well who who am I am I I'm just some guy that that's the same skin color right and I'm just coming mm-hmm. in and I'm just trying to fit in with this new crowd all of a sudden and you don't know if you have the right right exactly and you don't know like you know I mean I'm white, so if I go in there and start dancing, they're going to like. Well, but right you'd be surprised how, how many. Yeah. We actually have blonde people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, no, I've, I've, I've seen them do it. Yeah. It's, it's all, yeah. Well, but getting back to your question about being having racism, well, here's. I had reverse racism. Uh-huh. And, and what, I, what, I, what I mean by that is the first four years I was in school, I was at a parochial school, and it was an all black school. Okay. Except for the nuns. Yeah. There were six of us who were not black. Yes, we experience racism. Oh yeah, so well, I mean that that just makes sense though. I mean I, that that and that's just like a younger kid, like you know, because you're talking about you experience like the from the, from the other kids. Yes, like from, a bullying and you, oh yeah, you didn't fit in. Yeah. You weren't black exactly. Yeah, well, that's, that's, yeah, that was that's triangulation and, also. And uh, yeah, and that and that was back in the sixties. Yeah, well that yeah early sixties. That's always right, and that's rough on kids. So and then and then, uh, but it gives you a different perspective. No, well, yeah. it did for, for me. It did. Yeah, yeah, and that's a that's real. And then, so where do you? I don't know how to. I don't know how to ask this. I guess the, the most appropriate way I can say is, what tribe? Like, where okay. do you come from? Where do I my roots? No, no. Where I, are your roots? Roots. That's the white guy asking that question. Where are you from? Yeah. Well, I I, I self-identify as Apache. Okay. And I and I can say that because my grandmother was born not in El Paso. Okay. Now course you have to understand there's different bands of apaches i mean yeah and we have apaches in south texas yeah you know lipans but they're not originally from there they're basically transplants from many years ago uh but you know as close as i can tell i'm probably a mescalero apache but i don't always say that i just say i self-identify as an apache and i could be mescalero but i can't prove anything yeah and i won't take the dna test because for lots of reasons, and I won't attempt to uh, register with the tribe, and the reason for that is because we call that paper genocide. Because in order to be identified as an indigenous person, be it a card-carrying yeah. tribal member, you have to have a certain blood quantum. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is if if you have one drop, one single drop of black blood, you're considered black, yeah. black American. If you're in order to be identified as an indigenous person, you have to meet a certain blood quantum. I, you know, and what, that I, and that 
also depends on on with yeah. each tribe. I, I was remember I had a a friend of mine that's in the military now, um, and he's he's very Native American. If you look mm. at him, I mean, he just and and, and he and I've had the conversation with him a handful of times. But he told me he goes, in, being a Native American is the only like race that I have to whenever I say I'm a Native American to go to college. He goes, I have to like prove prove. We it. are the only ethnic group in the entire country that to, that require is required to prove our ethnicity. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, because I mean you're brown, so they just go, "Oh, you're just Hispanic." I mean that's all right off the top of their head, or something know, like, yeah, you know, something whatever. like that. But you, yeah, but otherwise, just prove that you're Native American. Exactly. Yeah. But the thing of it is, you know, when you go to to prove you're Native American, the blood quantum thing, basically the whole point of that was as people intermarry, mm-hmm. the 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 yeah, blood quantum becomes thinner and thinner, and yeah. theoretically, at some point. We cease to exist. But no, but I, I don't know. Like if I if I took if I took a DNA test and I found out, I think there's just certain things where I just, you know. Like, well, my oldest daughter actually took a DNA test. Okay. And you know because she was curious. Yeah, yeah. yeah but the thing of it is, there's no DNA test that's going to give you specifically, hey, you're part Chippewa. Chippewa yeah, or no, it's just anything gonna, else. It's going to give you your. Well, here's the thing about DNA. Okay, the the statistics, and I don't know if you ever take statistics. Your your data is only as good as the amount of information you've collected. Yeah, and and unless we had like one hundred percent participation across the country, you know the the DNA results are good for conver- conversation starters. Yeah, but you can't really bank on that. Yeah, and if you get if someone comes to well I'm one one eighth uh, whatever Apache whatever mm-hmm. you know. It, it's not going to get you into a, a tribal registry. Yeah. In order to be, become registered with a tribe, you really need to talk to your family, your parents, your grandparents. Yeah, you need and literature. trace back. Yeah. Trace. Yeah, you have to have proof. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, now it's so, pretty wild. Like my family, my but on both sides of of my family, they did the genealogy, mm-hmm. and uh, turns out we have no Native Americans in our family. And we came over, <laughs> we came over on boats from Europe, right? You know, but it we but it does, but it's neat though because, I mean, if if nothing else, like we can, our history was very written down, you know, and that's the problem. Well, that's yeah, but thing. but think about this though. I mean, in, if you're Mexican, yeah, think about first off, uh, Mexico was a French colony, yeah, it was also a Spanish colony, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of people who are Mexican, as a matter of fact, uh, a lot a lot of people who are Mexican. Well, oftentimes, if they take that DNA test, they're going to find... Oh, yeah, that uh, they just came back, yeah. They, from the boats, right. Yeah, you know, Iberian and yeah. uh, whatever. Mongolian. A lot of, there's a shit ton of Mongolian in people, you know. Yeah, there's a good reason for that. Yeah. I mean, well, if, he was if, a conqueror. If, well, <laughs> that's true. Uh, but if you also, if you study the, the migrate, migratory patterns, yeah. you know, back, you know, the, what they've been able to discover archaeologically, mm-hmm. you know, there's... It's, you know, right now, a lot of people, you know, who are the Denos, Den, Denos, Den, yeah, Denisovans or anyway, mm-hmm. that's a whole race that basically disappeared. Yeah. But, and it's not, and I, race is not the word I want to use. Anyway, that's yeah. a group that disappeared and uh, you can actually find it in certain uh uh, populations. Oh wow! Yeah, where they just kind of like. It just well, yeah. As a matter of fact, I was just reading something about that the other day. How the, the Denisovans migrated here and they intermarried yeah. with the Homo sapiens and all this, and eventually those bloodlines were almost eradicated. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, that's like my daughter. You know, I mean, I, I'd love for her to do a DNA test just because I am kind of curious. But you know, her mother is really. She's from El Salvador. She was adopted from El Salvador, mm-hmm. and she's super short. 
and you know she believes that she has a lot of Mayan in her. Uh, Could be, you know, and and uh, you know, I, I don't know, you know. Well, but see, I'm just really the I, Incas and the Mayans are really fascinating yeah. because they all but disappeared. Yeah, well, the, the Incas, Incas especially. Totally, they just well, but they, they didn't. Just, yeah, no, they just filtered and, into the society around them, just like the Maoris did. Yeah, you know, in in, in New Zealand. I mean, yeah. uh, so. And, and every government that has occupied those lands has come up with their own values as far as what we're going to consider indigenous. And yeah. instead of leaving it to the individuals themselves, the, the ethnic groups themselves, they, you know, it's the government wanting to say, oh, no, we're, this is what, we, no, anyway. Yeah. That, that's why I'm very uh, non-traditional about a lot of things. No, no, I agree. I completely so agree. So there are some good people out there. Yeah. Always believe in the good. I always believe in the good. And then my final but last question is, and I ask this of all parents, if you could go back in time and not have kids, you would have no memory of it, so it wouldn't matter anyways, but would you take that lovely trip and just go, hey, don't do that? Not in your life. Not in your life. No, no. No one's been honest with me about this. No, I'm, I'm very honest. <laughs> no, I mean, I, no, I think I think having kids has been probably one of the best things that ever happened to me. No, I completely, I agree with that because honestly, it's like, that's the way I feel about it. Like, I had a rough bringing up with my daughter mm-hmm. and, and my son. I'm still dealing with all that stuff, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah, yeah. You and know, it makes me who I am. Exactly. You know, and, and. And I don't even look at it as you know passing on my my the name because my family my, yeah. my 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 name means nothing. I never met my father. Yeah. So I mean, it's just a name, but uh, you know, the, my legacy is leaving leaving behind, behind these wonderful people who are going to make yeah. a difference in well, the it world. Sounds like you got some badasses. So I do have some bad. Even, yeah. even my sons, which I know very little about, have turned out to be quite remarkable. Just good men. Good men, exactly. Well, there you go. Okay. Go for it. Thank you for wasting your time and listening to Parents Just Won't Shut Up. Okay, say it again and say it a little bit slower. Wait, how, how slow? Just a little bit slower. Thank you for wasting your time and listening to Parents Just Won't Shut Up. Awesome. Thank you. I have the key to escape reality and you may see me tonight with an illegal